everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1081 on a trip back from the hospital after meeting with the doctors, dietitians um, today and the youngest one is in uh, pretty good spirits today. Um, so that's a good thing. Had um, a bit of uh, fun time with her today and just heading back now. It's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Heading back for a busy afternoon and evening uh, with clients. Uh, so as I'm driving here and during the breaks when I'm not able to uh, be with my daughter while she's eating, I'm, um, you know, self-reflecting. Always inward looking. And I'm working through Dr. Phil's book, um, Self Matters, at the moment. And um, I'm talking, I'm sorry, going through a chapter where he's talking about uh, your authentic self at the moment. He's saying, what's, what's that authentic self? Well, I think we, we find ourselves uh, living a life that isn't necessarily authentically us. And he talks about the fact that we are often uh, doing jobs, doing careers with people, um, doing things each day that aren't really authentically us and therefore they're never going to work out, as opposed to really inward looking and, and seeing what, uh, you know, what's really driving us to know whether we're just maybe conforming with the set of rules, whether it's society, whether it's uh, other people's opinions of you and what you should be doing. I mean, our parents are great at doing that, right? Uh, especially when you're young, saying, oh, well, I think you should do this. But authentically, that's not really them. And I'm trying to explore that with my kids and make sure that, um, you know, they really explore things that um, they're passionate about. So, for instance, my, my eldest one, um, she hates school. And I said, look, I used to hate school too until I discovered learning about the things that I wanted to learn about. And I said, even now... Like, I had this hunger for knowledge and learning every single day. But I'm learning about the things that I want to learn about. Not what somebody else says, well, these are the subjects that you need to learn. For instance, uh, things like history and, um, you know, English, English literature and things like that that I just didn't connect a purpose for in learning when I was younger was never going to bring me any joy. There was no teachers I connected with. It just wasn't a part of, um, you know, what interested me. So that was never going to do it for me. And yet they're the subjects that we're, we're taught and things like science and things like that. Even though uh, now I have an interest in the study of science and certain foods and illnesses and diseases and that kind of stuff. And certainly the science of the mind uh, but when I was going through school, they, they just didn't connect with me. The way that it was presented, the teaching style, um, the, the content, it just didn't, didn't, didn't resonate or interest me whatsoever. And so I talked to uh, Emily about, I understand that you, you, you're not enjoying these subjects as you're doing at school and you don't necessarily know right now 
what it is that you want to do for a career. But I said, you're only 15. And I know that there is pressure at this age to be picking subjects that are going to lead you to another, well, you know, a career path. But think back to when you were 15. You got no idea about life. You got no idea about the things that, like the career that you're going to pursue. You just follow things that you tend to like. And so I said to her, asking her about the subjects that she really liked. And it's around art, craft, that kind of stuff. Because that's a real strength for her. And I said to her, uh, you know, I said, you know, what do you like? And she said, nothing. I said, well, that's not true. I said, where do you spend your time? When you're at home and, you know, you want to do something. And she says, oh, well, I paint, I draw. I said, exactly. And I said, look at how good you are at doing those things. And as a, a perfect example, she sent me a message last night with the, the, the image of a completed picture that she'd just drawn uh, for no other reason apart from the fact that she just likes drawing. And it's incredible. Like, it's truly incredible. She's so talented. And I said, this is what I'm talking about. It's taking these skills and pursuing that because you love it and then finding a career path along the way. But I said, if you follow what you absolutely love at this point in your life, then the money will follow, the career will follow, but you just keep pursuing what it is that you really love. I said, like what you're doing right now. I said, this will turn into something. I talked about some different career opportunities that were, were very, very different from something like being an interior decorator, a graphic designer, through to working on movie sets, working on mo- uh, like designing movie sets, designing costumes, um, you know, working for cartoon animators. I mean, you name it. There is so much diversity. As I said, you have such an incredible skill that's so rare because most people can't draw. Most people can't draw like that. So. It's a definite skill. And when you start to tap into that, that's authentically who you are, what you love. Now, if she was forced to go down the science route or the route, whatever you want to pronounce it, or maths and things like that, she's very good at those subjects. She gets A's in pretty much everything. But that's not what she loves. So it's going to end up in misery and leading somebody else's life on what they planted into your mind as being success as opposed to what you have defined for yourself as success or otherwise. And so when it comes to living that authentic self, I was, um, I had to go through these, uh, it was 38 questions and answer them as to how I felt whether I, it was those sorts of, like a statement and then I feel like this all the time, I feel like this none of the time and from a kind of a negative sort of statement to a positive type statement. And I think about how much I've grown because I think apart from, the highest rating was four, like a three or a four. And I think for, guessing but I think it was 27 or 28 of the questions no yeah 27 or 28 of the questions 
I put four, and for the rest, it was a three. And it just made me realize that if I had completed this maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, my answers would have been very, very different. Like the question for I'm living my, you know, the life that I want to live, uh, was a four for me. Um, I'm happy all the time. I'm excited about life. I mean, I'm a four. But there were times in my life where it would have been a one or probably a zero. And it's been over three decades that I've gradually worked out what it is that I need to do to live life on my terms and do all of those things and realize, you know, what is authentically me? What do I really love doing? What was I put on this planet to do? And that has only come from asking myself the questions all the time, searching for that thing that I loved, searching for that happiness, searching for that growth every day. And not having the answer for 30, well, not 30 years, so it would have been over 20 years, can be incredibly painful. But it's through that pain that I've grown and I've searched for the solution. I think not enough people go looking in the first place. People don't ask themselves the questions. And so end up not living their authentic self and just going from where they are today Let's see if we can make it through to the weekend and then do something to numb yourself over the weekend to hope that the weekend lasts long enough so you can forget enough about the week that just happened so you can put yourself in the pain again to go through another week of it and you don't really think too much about the fact that, wow, this is for the rest of my life. I'm living such an unfulfilling life that I'm not passionate about or excited about. But you keep on doing it. It sounds completely crazy. It's like taking your foot out of the bear trap for the weekend and saying, hope it repairs enough so I can put it back in there on Monday and start it all over again. Well, eventually what happens? The leg doesn't have enough time to recover and it's going to have to be removed. Unfortunately, we don't put ourselves in enough pain quick enough to realize that I need to start asking myself better questions and different questions now so that I can inward reflect deeper, faster, better to get way better outcomes. We're interesting creatures. And yet we do have everything that we need in our life right now. It's just a question of whether you're tapping into that at the moment. And I know I say that and think, yeah, right, that's easy to say, but I don't have this and I don't have that. Now, I used to say that as well. But I do realize that, yes, everything that I've ever needed was already there. Whatever I was given is all that I need. It's just that you're not tapping into the right part of you to bring out all the goodness that you're really looking for when you're asking those questions like, why do I not make more money or why am I not more successful? Why don't I have this partner? Why don't I have that in my life? Why is this so bad for me? You've got the answers to all of those things. It's just that in answer, asking those, those questions, 
you're not going to get the answer that you want until you start to change the way that you ask the question. Like, how can I grow from this? What are the opportunities? How can I learn from this? And that's when your life really starts to change and where you start to look at things differently. And when you do that on a a consistent basis, you really do start to condition yourself differently. It's a bit like getting up at 20 past four in the morning. I guarantee you this, the very first time that you do it, it'll feel like a nightmare. It's like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm so tired. I can't function properly. I need more sleep. You get to the middle of the day and you'll feel like collapsing. But guess what? You do it regularly enough. You condition yourself so that you can do it all the time. And then after a period of time, what happens? You just naturally wake up at that time. Because you've conditioned your body to naturally wake up at 20 past four. You can condition success in you. Because that's how I've done it. You've got to have that that drive though to want to change. Like I've said this many times before. If you want to change, you'll find a way to change. If you don't want to change, you won't. Simple as that. If you don't want to give up cigarettes, you're not going to just give up cigarettes. But if you want to, what will you do? Well, you'll try anything, won't you? You'll try the gum, you'll try the patches, you'll try the medication, you'll try hypnosis, you'll try all kinds of different things because you're just so determined to give up. You want to change. You want to stop the habit. But if you don't, you're not going to try anything. Just say, no, not ready. Don't want to do it. It's like anything don't want to change you won't and I got to the point where I just decided that I needed to change because I was sick of living in the way that I was and I wasn't connecting to my authentic self so an accountant for me is not my authentic self it's not being true to me what I did was followed what I was good at at school and thought, well, this is, must be the pathway because I didn't know what else to look for. But it wasn't until I suppose I was going through even the study of becoming a chartered accountant that I realised through the pain and suffering of being working in a firm like Coops and Library, a big chartered accounting firm, and realising as I looked around that I didn't want to be like these people. I didn't want to be like the partners. I didn't like the, this is going to sound really judgmental, but I didn't like the the people that they were. I didn't like the values that they were portraying. I I just didn't like, like it. And I couldn't see me living the rest of my life in that kind of environment. But I lived it for many years. In fact, 19 years as I was trying to I left Coops and Lyran after about four and a half years and just moved from job to job trying to find where was that thing that really sparked me. But even as I did that, I did it with one question always in mind. Is this the right job for me? I'm hungry for that thing that's going to really light me up. And it took me about somewhere between two to probably four years to realize in a role that actually do you know what this this isn't a fulfilling role for me there's no growth in this for me it's not not what's right for me and as I look back I can see that well yeah it's not my authentic self in those roles but doing what I do now I wake up each morning and think I love what I do I love this this is so fantastic 
and I've been able to make a life out of this now. And that feels incredible. But it's always been there. I just didn't know how to tap into it to make a career of it, to make a life of it. But when I did, my whole world has changed. My whole world. And I tell you this now, but there was a point in my life where I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't think I would ever move beyond Coopers and Librand. I didn't know I'd ever move beyond being bullied and just dragging my butt through school with no friends and not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Feeling depressed. I'd, I had no idea how to do it. But the one thing I never let die was that asking questions and searching for something greater. And so that's why I know that you can do this too. If you're in a place in your life where you have those questions where you think, I'm not being authentically me. Maybe you're with a particular person in your life because somebody said, this is a good person for you. As opposed to you picking the person from a a perspective that is true to your authentic self. Because so many of us I go through our life and trying to perhaps be something that we're not. Now, does that mean that I could never be with an accountant? So my wife, my ex-wife now, um, was an accountant. And we met and we had um, obviously got married, had kids. And if I think back, I just thought we were a good match because she was pretty, she was nice, she was nice to me. Um, came from a good family, or so I thought, and so this was a good, a good match for me. But I wasn't really tapping into the authentic side of me and what really drives me and thrives me. So it probably makes sense that we didn't work out. Even though we get on quite well, it's by virtue of the kids. And look, I, I say this not in a harsh way because they're still love there for her for the support that she provides me and that she um, does as a mum in raising her kids and adds value in ways that I could never Uh, but by virtue of the the kids us having kids together that's the only reason that we maintain a relationship if we didn't have kids I wouldn't speak to her again and that's just that's just life isn't it I mean we're just not we're just not connected if I saw her I'd say hello and see what she's up to but We're just not connected in that authentic way um, that's to myself, I suppose, if that that makes sense. Now, does that mean I'm automatically going to connect with somebody that, say, works in my industry? And I would say, well, no, not necessarily, because I know a lot of people that work in my industry that I think are complete knobs, um, don't have good values and belief systems, and that wouldn't resonate with me. Uh, So, you know, it's not just a career and it's not necessarily a career it, it's um, it's bigger than that but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about here when I talk about um, uh, you know being the authentic you when you're seeking out a partner when you're um, you know doing these other or finding these other aspects of your life that are going to be really fulfilling and so the search goes on for you but I would say don't give up don't ever give up on it because the authentic you is already there it's just a question of whether you're tapping into it and whether you're believing the bs that is being told to you by others 
and whether it's the BS that's being told to yourself by yourself because of ideas that have been planted in your mind or past experiences or something that really is just BS. It's not backed up with fact. It's just the way that it is. Dr. Phil uses an example of somebody saying to you, you're a thief. Now, if somebody keeps saying you're a thief, maybe on one level, you might say, oh, gee, maybe I am a thief. But if you stop, logic tells you and the data that you have available. Okay, definition of a thief is me stealing something. I've never stolen anything, you would say to yourself. I've never, never robbed anything. I've never stolen anything. So therefore, I'm not a thief. So even though somebody is saying that, it's not backed up with facts. So therefore, I'm going to disbelieve it. It's not true. Okay? But we often don't do that with things that we say to ourselves. So we then don't discover our authentic self and we're living the fact that oh, somebody says the equivalent of a thief or you're lazy, for instance. It's like, okay, where's the data that I'm lazy? And what does that mean to me in somebody saying that I'm lazy? And you could eventually believe that, yeah, I am lazy and that's why I'm like this. Because somebody says, you're lazy, you're not smart, you don't have a good work ethic, you are never going to amount to anything. And I'm sure a number of teachers tell kids that when they're younger, or even parents. But it's not true. It's just their frustration, and it's their stuff coming onto you. It's just a question of where you will, whether you allow that to stick. Now, in my younger years, that stuck on me. But now, it's like... I live my own life. I, I know who I am. I know the authentic me. I know what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. And I come from a very confident standpoint after years of pain and search to find uh, the self that I'm now proud of and um, you know proud to live. So keep chipping away there. You'll find it. You'll get there. I've got your back. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.